welcome to First Church. We love you. It's a little bit different. We recognize that, and we're thankful for what God is doing here. Uh, we don't try to explain everything. We just tell you on the front end, it can be weird sometimes, and the, the Lord is not put in a box here in this church. But what we can tell you is that if you're a part of this church family, we're going to fight for what God is doing in your life. We're going we're gonna to hold you accountable to the Lord, but we're going to love on you and get your back. Uh, so we welcome you here. Uh, we're glad you're here, and happy Mother's Day. Uh, church family, you probably noticed we had some guest musicians today. Uh, yeah, they were wonderful. Summit uh, Training Center, if you'll stand up, Jeremy and Greta uh, and team. You guys, give them a round of applause. They were amazing. And then we also have uh, Jennifer and Jimmy Turner. If you guys want to stand up, the Turners. These are old family friends. Yeah. They're going to take over the rest of the service, so I'm just going to hand the mic over, and they've got the rest. So, Yeah. Hey, good morning. Um, I, we've been getting some looks all morning, like, who are these people? So uh, we're, like, taking over in the kitchen, just doing whatever we want. And, but we're glad to be here. We, were, we actually had the privilege of coming last year in the summertime and uh, ministering and doing some outreach in Kentucky. And um, helping lead the service last year, but um, what we just a quick brief who we are is we run a nine month discipleship training school in Dalton, Georgia, called Summit Training Center, and this is the students' outreach. So we're, we're we stop here first, and then we're going up to uh, Philadelphia for a few days to do street evangelism, and then we're ending our trip in Damascus, Virginia, for the Trail Days Festival where there's like thousands of hikers that converge on that little town that need Jesus, right? So that's our trip, and uh, this morning, uh, Jennifer's going to preach here in a minute, but we wanted you guys to be able to hear from one of our students a testimony. You guys good with that? All right, so I'm going to invite Jasmine to come up. She, she may be little, but she's powerful. Can I pray for you? God, I thank you for Jasmine. I thank you for uh, just the daughter that she is. Lord, I just pray that you would bless her now, God, that you would, Holy Spirit, come and um, speak through her, anoint her, fill her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. And God, give us all ears to hear and hearts and minds to receive what you want to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. And happy Mother's Day to the beautiful mothers that I saw this morning and all the beautiful families. It's an honor to be here, and I'm just truly happy and blessed to just get to come and serve in this beautiful church. So I pray many blessings that I know that it's going to be, and it's already starting to be, and I can feel there's a fire in this room. Um, so I just wanted to give you a little quick testimony. I am a daughter of six kids. I'm the third oldest. And so growing up, seeing my mother just, you know, doing her best that she could as I was a child, just seeing um, her making a lot of sacrifices. And as I step into womanhood, I get to see all the things that like I saw as a kid and then seeing it from a different perspective and seeing how she just did a lot to make the ch my childhood and my siblings' childhood the best that it could be. And I honor her that. I honor her for just striving and, you know, never 
letting me see the downfall of maybe what I never could see because I, all I saw was kindness and joy and compassion with every meal that she made in her hands. And so um, we see that how as mothers, they make sacrifices. Jesus as a father also has made a sacrifice for us. And as I was sitting there, I was asking Holy Spirit to reveal things to me and to just, what does his word say? And I came to realize that Jesus talks a lot about mothers. He talks about how he is compassionate as a mother and he's known us since the beginning of time and since he's created us in his womb and our mother's womb, so he knows us. Um, and I wanted to read Isaiah 66. So if you'd like, and you, if you have a Bible or on your phones. Isaiah 66, verse 7 says, Before she goes into labor, she gives birth. Before the pains come upon her, she delivers a son. So Jesus describes this imagery of the pain when mothers give birth and then delivering the son and it takes nine months to deliver or to make the process of making a baby and like the process of just the baby developing but i also on verse 12 it says i will extend peace to her like a river and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream you will nurse and be carried on her arms and dangled on her knees. Verse 13, as a mother comforts her child, so I, will I comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. And verse 13, I really saw like the compassion of Jesus to us, his children, and to the church. He comforts us like his children, but it's only if we are willing to receive his comfort, his love, and joy. It also talks about how if we put our trust in the Lord and claim the salvation that comes through his servant Jesus, that we continue to live in him and have life. And as we were praying for this trip and coming to this church, I just felt like the Lord was storing up like a new birth, um, like maybe dreams that this is, message is not only for mothers who have children, but for those of us who have dreams in our hearts that we want to birth out. Um, and a lot of times, maybe we haven't fully let that be brought into life. And so I'm here to tell you that Jesus wants to be in that dream, and he will, with his power, he will birth out the new life in the, in the new of, of what you are wanting um, because if he gives you dreams and hopes, it's because he is stirring that in your heart. Um, but I also wanted to pray, and I asked Jesus to to pray over what he is wanting to share with us. Um, and in my heart, I just felt like maybe there's a woman who has dreams of becoming a mother, but it may have not happened because of the way she thought it would. Um, and there's a lot of things that Jesus wants to do, and he wants to bring healing over that. And so I just pray that 
if that is you or if you know someone, that Jesus can do the impossible, that he can make you a mother, and not only a physical mother with children, but a spiritual mother. Um, I'm learning a lot from a lot of women in my life that I'm seeing that maybe my mother on earth can't teach me, but I'm learning from my spiritual mothers that God has given me and just discipling me through. Um, I also wanted to read John 16, so if we could turn there. John 16, verse 23. In the day that you will no longer ask me anything, very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked me for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. So I just pray over those dreams, those things that maybe... Only you know in your heart things that you probably never have told anyone or just a little spark in your heart that has been stirred. I just pray that God fulfills those dreams and that you would bring it unto the Lord. So, Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity and for this time. I pray that you would continue to bless this church and their people, God. I thank you so much for what you're doing in this church as it started as a dream, and we're seeing it be fulfilled here today. We've seen your promises of how faithful you are. I thank you so much. I bless the pastor here. I bless the the leaders here, but Father, I also bless the women and the men here in this room, that they are parents who are doing an amazing job putting you first, and that their legacy will continue with their children and the generations to come. I pray for the mothers who are wanting to be mothers, Father, and you know their hearts, you know the desires that they carry. I ask that you keep stirring dreams in them, Father, that it isn't done, that they still have more to give and more to offer. So thank you, Jesus. I bless your name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Jimmy Turner, and I've been here many times, and I see a lot of faces I recognize, and it's just an honor to be back here with you guys. Man, the Holy Spirit is here, and he is doing awesome stuff. And so on this amazing Mother's Day, I would like to invite my wife, also a mother of six, up on... This is Jennifer Turner. I was almost going to do the whole uh, Miss America thing and talk as you were coming up, full of beauty and grace. Oh <laughs> but she really is. And I've learned so much just watching her be a mama about the heart of God for us. And uh, honestly, nobody has ever challenged me more in loving people and going after people in love than this woman right here. So she's an amazing mama. Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there, especially to you. <laughs> Thanks, babes. Oh, hi, everyone. <laughs> Good morning. As he said, my name is Jennifer Turner. And to be quite honest, he's the one that loves the microphone. 
I am doing this out of obedience and joy um, because I do, at this point in my life, want to tell the world about what Jesus has done. So um, this morning, I'm going to share a little bit with you about my mess, okay, because it has become a message through what Jesus has done. Okay, so if any of you have ever made a mess out of your life trying to do things your way, raise your hand. <laughs> okay, um, it's probably all of us. We've all taken the reins over or maybe we weren't taught how to do thing God, things God's way. And um, I just really want that to be what you take away today. Um, that no matter what kind of mess that you've made, our God can redeem it all and turn it into a message. Um, so, like Jimmy mentioned, we have six children, so I do feel uh, the biggest honor in the world to be called mother, mom, mama, mommy, all the things. Those are um, titles that I dreamed about as a kid growing up. Um, it's one of the things that I always said that I would be when they would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's all I remembered saying was a mama, a mommy. I want to take care of babies. <laughs> so I became an elementary school teacher and taught kindergarten for several years. Um, but the greatest joy in my life has been being a mother. Now, as we all know, it's... <laughs> not been the easiest job and um, where I want to start in just showing you and telling you and being a little vulnerable with you this morning um, like I said Jimmy loves to preach from the mountaintops I love to sit at my coffee table with mamas and talk <laughs> about life and um, so I'm just gonna go there in my mind and we're going to just sit down over a cup of coffee right now as we talk through some things um, that I really felt that I was supposed to share with you this morning. So my motherhood experience began in high school and um, it was a, one that was already mentioned earlier by the gentleman that prayed for us this morning. It was terrifying. It was the scariest day of my life to find out um, that I was pregnant. And I bought into the propaganda and the lies of this place can fix it. This place can solve your little problems, right? Those of you um, know what I am referring to. Um, so what actually happened when I was a senior in high school is that I traded a problem that I saw was a problem for a much bigger bag of problems. Um, the regret, the shame, all of the things that came with that decision um, followed me for the rest of my life. Um, but about a little over a year later, um, I was in college. Again, undiscipled, living my life, uh, looking for love in all the wrong places, and became pregnant again. 
And this time, it was a very different feeling. I was determined to protect, provide, to care for this child and this gift that I had finally seen and understood to be a gift. And, um, but the thing is, is what I also want you to hear is some perspective. Okay, um, perspective's everything. When you're looking back on your mess and you're asking the Lord, like, why? Why did this, that, or the other happen? Um, it is very, very important. I adore how the Lord has already set up this morning. Like, we began this day with communion, and that is so very important. If you are ever visiting something from your past, do it through the lens of what your Father in heaven paid for on the cross. Okay, that is so very important. Um, so, there was a point in this pregnancy um, where I had to make some very difficult decisions. Um, there was a day where I felt that we were in danger. And so I, without sharing many more details than that, um, made a decision to leave that situation. And it was a very difficult and very brave thing for me to do, but I was really upset. And I went to my father's house and um, I just showed up on the doorstep and I was crying and I was really upset. And my father, my dad, he held me and just let me come apart and tell him all my problems. But then this was a defining moment in my life he cupped my face and lifted my head and said to me, Jennifer, the way that you are feeling about the child you're carrying is the way I feel about you. You are my daughter. You are my precious one. I would do anything to protect you. And so as I left his house, I was driving home, and it was one of the very first encounters I ever had with God because I heard him echo in my car, in my vehicle, when it was just me and my baby, wondering what in the world we're doing next. He said the same words that my earthly father said, Jennifer, you are my child. The child you're carrying is not a mistake. I will provide and protect and take care of you. And, you know, it's the Bible. <laughs> if we look at our past also outside of the lens of what the word of God says, then we will not have grace for that. Um, so I just wanted to read... Uh, Psalm 139, we know it, we memorize it, but I do think that we kind of breeze over it. And I just wanted to remind you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And this is from uh, Psalm 139, is it 13? Um, 
14. So it says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O oh God. And as mamas, I know that it is really easy for us to say these things to our sweet, perfect, and precious children. Right? It's easy for us to look into their eyes and just tell them how beautiful and how fearfully and wonderfully made they are and how important they are and how they changed our lives. But mamas, what I want you to hear today is that the Lord God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, is saying that to you. I know that it's so difficult sometimes for us mamas we can just be so hard on ourselves. We can just beat ourselves up at the end of the day. Oh, my word. Can you guys uh, do, uh, what's the word? Relate. Yes, can you relate to that where you're laying in bed and thinking of all the things you didn't do or all the things you said wrong or the times that you failed your children? Um, one of the things that Jimmy and I say a lot, especially if I get on a tangent of this mom guilt thing, um, he says, Jennifer, Adam and Eve had perfect parents and they still messed up. <laughs> so that usually brings me much grace for my own self is that if Adam and Eve were literally walking in the garden with God and they messed up, that that gives me some grace to know that I can mess up too. And it also helps me know that Jesus is the only perfect parent. And so... When um, I also say this a lot, our Jimmy and I preach on this. He says this a lot when he preaches that if you are having a thought about yourself that God would not have towards you, then that is an illegal thought. So I just kind of wanted to come and to give you a bigger perspective on Mother's Day and on motherhood and what it has meant to me and my journey of watching God turn that mess into the most beautiful message that I could carry, that I, I love to speak at women's conferences or churches or gatherings and just tell the world that there is forgiveness. Okay, forgiveness runs deep and wide. Okay, and if you are having a thought about yourself that God does not have about you, then it's illegal. That's an illegal thought. And the Bible tells us to take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. And so going back to Psalm 139, all the days were ordained for you, and they were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O oh God. So, if 
your story isn't good, okay? I know that there, there are many mamas in this room who may not have the warm fuzzies on Mother's Day. Some of you may be carrying guilt or shame from a decision made years ago. Some of you may have had miscarriages or child loss. That's another thing that we've experienced. Um, I just want you to know that if your story is not good, then God is not done yet. Okay, that is a very, very, very important thing. Um, and that we were all made in his image. And in Genesis 131, we know, again, we know about the creation account um, but it is, again, so easy to just breeze over the fact that he called us very good. Not just good, but very good. He did not make a mistake when he created you. And the, the circumstances surrounding your conception, they may not have been the best, but God takes the mess and he creates the message. Um, so I just um, wanted to kind of go into a ministry time um, and let you know just that, you know, there are no perfect parents because that's God's job. I tell my children all the time when I mess up daily. I hope this is an opportunity for you to seek Jesus because I'm not Jesus. I am doing my best to represent the mothering, nurturing part of Jesus to my family, but I will fail you, I tell my children. So this is why they need to look to Jesus. So if you've messed up, if you are feeling any type of that mom guilt, and dads, this goes both ways, like we wouldn't be moms without you, okay? So I am so, so very thankful for, um, like I said, the uh, daughter that I had 23 years ago. Um, I was a single mom also, and then Jimmy adopted her, and then we had five more children together. And I am so in awe every day at the way the Lord has redeemed my life from the literal pit of where I came from and what I came out of to where I am able to boldly and confidently stand before you today and sing these songs and worship in freedom and know that my sins have been forgiven. So I just want to extend that same grace to you. And um, if any of you would like prayer, we have a prayer team, all of our summit students. And then, of course, the prayer team here in the house um, is here and ready and available to pray for you. Jimmy, did you want to finish? And he always does a great job of what he does. Sorry, before I let him loose, I just want to pray over all of you. So, um, Jesus, man, you're so good. 
You're so, so, so good at doing your job. And we just give you your job back, Lord, of redeeming and um, turning all things. You can Romans 8:28 anything, Lord. We thank you that you turn all, capital A-L-L, all things to our good. You turn all things around and you redeem it all. So I just pray for every single mama that has any type of um, bruising, any type of wound, rather it was from this morning getting to church or rather it was from 20 years ago. Jesus, we love you. We trust you with our past and our present and our future. And we just give you permission. We give you permission to come in and lay your sweet, precious, gentle finger in any area that we have not received full forgiveness for. In Jesus' name. At the end of communion, when Jesus was in the upper room with the disciples, after they took communion, do you know what he did next? They stepped over into another room and Jesus dressed himself up like a servant. Whoa, the king of glory dressed himself up like a servant. And it says, knowing where he had come from and where he was going, he bent down and he began to wash the disciples' feet. I want you to catch this picture. You see, they just took communion the day before, uh, the minutes before, which is dealing with, hey, this is the blood of the new covenant given for what? The removal of sin. Sin's gone, but then he steps into washing their feet. And he comes to Peter, and Peter says, don't touch my feet. What's he doing here? Jesus is applying Yes, we're removing sin. A lot of us are good at going, yeah, he's removing sin. But Jesus wants to take that to the dirtiest place in your life. The place where we hide. See, in Peter's day, that's, they didn't have indoor toilets. They would throw all their stuff in the street. You'd walk through it. When you sit at a table, you don't want that near your food, right? So this was an act of washing each other to bring each other in. And Peter's response to, his, to Jesus was, don't touch my feet, don't wash my feet. Right? He liked the idea of sin being removed, but now Jesus was coming to remove it. The specifics. My wife had mentioned she had, a, had, a, she had an abortion at 18. For some of us, that's a deep, heavy sin that we try to hide. In church, we like to present our good hands. Here, Jesus, wash my hands. That's what Peter said. Wash my hands. Your hands are already clean. <laughs> this is the king of heaven coming to wash the dirtiest part of your life. Some of us are, we've carried this hidden shame for so long. We think it's part of who God is. And it's not. You weren't even supposed to have that anymore. And so if you will this morning, if, you, if as we were speaking, as my wife was speaking, if you were feeling stirred up like, man, I need washed in this area. I need forgiveness in this area. I want to tell you, first of all, the blood of Jesus has already been given for forgiveness. It's done. Now it's time to apply it. So if you need freedom this morning for anything, come to the altar. Jesus stood up and said, 
all who are weary and heavy burdened, come to me. Come to me. Come to the altar. That's how we're coming to him this morning. Our ministry team will be ready to pray for you. We're just going to let the music play. And if you feel like there's stuff you need free from, or you need healed, or whatever it is, just come to the altar this morning. I feel like the Lord wants to bless you. He wants to bless you with peace. He wants to bless you by cleansing us of all of our sins. Come on. All right? Jesus, we love you. We just say, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Stir up the places in our hearts that we've hidden and covered. I just say abortion forgiven right now. Yeah, the sin of abortion gone. The sin of murder forgiven in Jesus' name. Sexual sin forgiven right now in Jesus' name. All sin comes under the blood of Jesus. So when you're ready, come on up. We're just going to worship and wait.